Coming to you live from the Chamber of Haunters studio, this is Haunting You. I am your host, Leslie Reed. And I'm Keone Hutton. Dramatic pause for effect. And that was the <laughs> dramatic pause that I was throwing out there. <laughs> the best part of that was I said it as Leslie was taking a bite of pizza, and then she almost, like, snorted pizza in her <laughs> effort to not laugh. So, John, just... I want you to know that even though you are not here with us, you are only in spirit and snarky comments over our telephone. You're still making Leslie almost spurt pizza out her nose. Yeah. So well done, sir. Well done. Because my sinuses need pizza. Uh, but maybe they do. I mean, it might help clear things up. Mm, they're doing okay. Yeah. I think at that point, John's nose is one that's pizza. <laughs> Indeed. So John's not with us because he is not feeling well. We are hoping for the best for him and and all of that, but keeping the fingers crossed. Uh, go get vaccinated if you have not done so. Yes, we are. Don't end up like John. Well, and he is vaccinated, but don't end up like millions of others and not. Indeed. Indeed. In the meantime, though, we will carry on without him. Happy October 1st to all of you listeners. Welcome to the Haunting You podcast. <gasps> Holy shit. <laughs> do you understand what October 1st is? Of course you do. You're listening to our podcast. You must. It's when we open! It's when we open! We're opening tonight! Okay, not really. So we are recording on September 24th in the evening. Tomorrow, Saturday the 25th, is the day we are setting up Sanguine Creek Estates. I am so freaking excited! I spent most of the day staging and repairing and doing all of those things, and an army of help is coming to help me set up tomorrow. Oh, we got a lot to get done, though. Yeah. But at least I'll have a small army to uh, to help make it happen. Always a good thing. Always a good thing. But that means we are a one week away from opening. By the time this episode hits the streets, we will be opening. And so definitely go check out our website, uh, scehaunt.com, or our Facebook page, facebook.com slash scehaunt. And then you can see everything that is happening with our haunted house. Woo! We've been working toward it for an entire freaking year, and we're finally here. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be good. And then uh, October 4th, my husband and I fly out and you get us and then for the major building. 10 the days major building starts to put doors into walls. Indeed. I've been playing with uh, so okay, by playing with, I mean, I had to move them out of the garage cuz I needed room in the garage for other things. Uh, but I picked up 35 foam board 4x8 sheets. Oh, and this nice. is not like foam insulation. This is like sign foam board from a Macy's that was going out of business. Ah. They appear to be pretty damn waterproof and they are going to make up a whole lot of our walls. That's awesome. A- about 30% of our walls, in fact. So I'm excited for those. They look like they are going to work out beautifully. Uh, I'm a little bit worried because I realized in all of my planning that I did not take into account rain. And right in the middle of our walkthrough is the drain that all of the rain everywhere drains to. <laughs> so we're going to have to figure out a way to let water run through and around and all of those things, as well as seal the doors so that they don't fall apart halfway through the month. Especially since when we're setting them up, we're supposed to get getting rain. Indeed. So... We still have some problems we got to work out, and it's going to be very fascinating over the next two weeks as we try to work out all of these problems. 
Keep an eye on Hurricane Sam and hope it doesn't come this direction. Wait, we have a hurricane too? Yeah. I mean, a hurricane is always a possibility. My biggest fear right now is that one of those hurricanes will hit us like freaking October 29th or October 30th. Mm-hmm. <sighs> How'd you guys weather the last one? It was fine. It, I mean, by the time it got to us, it was barely even a tropical depression, okay. 35 mile an hour winds, and just a lot of rain. Okay. That's manageable. Yeah. So we, we've been fairly fortunate so far this year. Not much has gotten us. Even when Ida came by, we just got winged by the edge of it and, and barely saw anything. It was, all the worst of it was north of us. So we've been very fortunate so far. I'm hoping the trend will continue. Oh, because if it breaks everything down, I don't know if we'll have time to set it up again. Anyway, keeping the fingers crossed, I hope all the rest of you are as well. But, in the midst of all of that, what have I been doing to help relieve my stress? Well, of course, I have been vegetating and surfing on Facebook. I mean, who doesn't, What right? else do you do? What else do you do? Exactly. But while I'm doing that, I'm, you know, going through all my hot pages, and I am finding myself answering the same questions over and 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 over again. Which is the right way to do it, as opposed to just telling people to go search for things rudely. But there's also ways that we can do this where these are questions that we see that keep coming up, so we decided to go ahead and make an entire podcast episode devoted to answering those questions in hopes that we can not only just answer the questions on Facebook, but also direct them to our podcast and this particular episode to say, Hey, if you want to have more questions and really want to, you know, get a good deep dive into it, come listen to this episode. Exactly. So a ton of people are getting really excited about digital effects. They have seen them in other people's haunts and they want to dive in this year because they think it's really awesome or they want to uh, do a COVID safe Halloween and keep people at a distance uh, or they just want a really big weenie right in the middle of their yard. I don't know why people are getting really excited about it. Those are, you know, just me speculating. It's new and shiny. It's new and shiny, but I love digital effects. I have been using a ton of digital effects myself. I had, what, six projectors running last year. I'm probably going to have more running this year, and not even projectors. Like, we're going to have televisions doing uh, the runny man, like runny face man from Special Illusions. We've got the crypt. We're going to have stuff on the house. We're going to have singing pumpkins. You like, mean by the running face man? You mean their version of Melty Man from Indiana Jones? Yes, the the melting face portrait. Yes. That one. So we are also going to have a ton of digital effects. And since I'm seeing a ton of questions about digital effects and answering the same questions over and over, I figured why not talk about it in a podcast episode that we can then send people to so that as they are trying to make their digital effects work, they have a nice podcast episode that they can come to and find it so we're doing a deep dive today on all things having to do with projection effects or digital effects or anything else that you may call uh, visual effects i guess some may call them but we really want to hit the big questions uh where do you get them what do you need to make them work and what do they do oh what do they do sure that's that's an excellent question too because there's a few different kind of iterations of this of these digital effects that are out there, and definitely some different ways to set them up. So really, I mean, there's a lot out there anymore. It used to be there was you know yes. one or two companies who had five or six different illusions, and now it is significantly grown from that. Absolutely, I spent most of my day when I was supposed to be working. <laughs> nobody tell my boss. 
uh, surfing through Hunter's Hangout, looking for all of the places where people have been talking about this, to try to find some new ones that I was not aware of. I found two, four, six, eight, nine, nine different companies supplying digital effects, each in their own unique way that I thought were really cool. And I want to preface real quick. In the last year or year and a half, we have been supported financially by Spectral Illusions and Atmos FX, but those financial relationships have ended. So at this particular moment in time, when we are recording this episode, we are not being financially supported by anyone. These are not sponsored reviews of what we are making. We love what they've done. We've loved what they've done even when they were sponsoring us, but everything that we're doing today it is not sponsored. It is our own experiences with the product or products and companies that we're really excited about trying. Yes. You just summed that up so succinctly. I absolutely love these products. I use them in my own haunt. And <laughs> what? Sorry, you said succinctly. So the only thing I can think of is the uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yes, you put it succinctly. So what? Succinctly, it means perfectly. Oh, yeah. Well, I do that. Dom DeLuise. Uh, Dom DeLuise. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Nobody uses that word, so anytime it comes up, all I can think of is Robin Hood Men in Tights. You never know when Leslie might just, you know, start giggling for reasons known only to her. I explain them. I, and I appreciate it when you do, because I just cannot follow sometimes. <laughs> so, my point is, we are not being sponsored. I use these products in our haunt. I love them, and that is the why I want to bring them to your attention. Although there are some in here that I have not used, I think they're really cool, and I'm probably going to go buy them as soon as I'm done recording this episode because I've got ideas now. <laughs> but anyway, that's my point. This is uh, just based on our experience. We are not being paid to uh, promote their products. Please take our take all of our opinions with a grain of salt. Go check it out for yourself and see just how cool they are. Well, and see if it's going to work for your haunt. Well, that too, and your setup. You know, I mean, theme. I would struggle with using a lot of these because <laughs> the way my yard is set up, I don't really have a great place to hang everything and to set up a projector. So I'd have to do a lot of finagling to try and make it oh, work. Oh, I know how I would do it in your place. Well, I have some ideas, but again, a lot of that is us being here and not being elsewhere for the month of October. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Which is basically where we are. I would, I would put uh, a piece of halogen material. On the front porch on between the front porch. Yeah. Between the upright supports. Yeah. And then put the projector down below, shooting up toward the sky through it to mm -hmm. get the to get a ghost on there. Hint hint. Yes. If you're looking for ideas. Well, need projector. I can help with that. Good. I have many. I really should have sent them the the skull and antlers back with you. Why? Because you were driving and I'm flying. And I could have just finished them there, or that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. <laughs> I showed you what I found at, at Spirit, right? The raven that your children were playing with? Oh, no, that guy, yeah. Yeah, I found a, uh, they were selling a deer skull this year. I'm like, hey, how perfect, we need deer skulls. So anyway, back to projection effects, back to digital effects. Probably the most common question I get asked is, where do you get the effects from? Oh my gosh, that question is not as simple as it used to be. <laughs> Just doing a cursory search today, I found nine different companies that specialize in different types of effects. And it is a wide range 
of effects that can fit just about any budget. And what's beautiful about each of these companies is all of the effects that they uh, offer are just digital downloads. So you pay the money, they send you a link, you download it, and now you have a digital video file that you can do with what whatever you want with it. In Play the it on use your, of your private property. In the use of your private property, yeah. You cannot resell it, you cannot use it for commercial Sometimes you can. Uh, it varies from company to company. Yeah, but always review what your limits are. Exactly. Many of them specify that their products are meant to be used personally. If you want to use it commercially, they offer a commercial license. Uh, but that's something that you could that varies from company to company. Please do your uh, go investigate and check before you try to use one of these commercially. Well, don't be an asshole. I mean, let's, let's, and don't, let's be don't be an asshole. They, you know, people put a lot of work into these things and don't steal them. That's just, you know, such a dick move. Hmm. We do not endorse theft. That includes. We do not theft. endorse theft. Yes, Sorry, exactly. John. There is no John here to like be recommending theft. We, we're just not endorsing theft here. That being said, you can steal some from places that allow you to steal them. There are a variety of videos on YouTube that you can actually download and use for your own personal use. Uh, and in general, those will be free. I will say, in my experience, the quality of those tends to be not as good. But it's an option. If you well, are on that tight of a budget, it's an option. It's if you just don't have the budget, you don't know if it's going to work, you don't want to invest a whole bunch into things just yet, start there. I mean, we started with, what, DVDs projected onto a screen outside of your garage? Yes, that's exactly how where we started. And it was epic. Mm-hmm. The good old Atmosphere CDs before uh, Atmos FX went completely digital. I still have that DVD, and I don't use it anymore because I have the digital version now. <laughs> but it was awesome for its time. Mm-hmm. And now I appreciate having uh, how much easier it is to just do it digitally. Yep. But thanks for bringing that up, because I think that is a perfect place to start. Uh, our One of our former... Um, one of our former sponsors, Atmos FX. Atmos FX, I think, has become just the... I don't know how to say it. They have the largest like selection of digital effects for any freaking holiday. And when I say any holiday, I really mean any holiday. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, New York, Star Wars... Star, excuse me, Star Trek. Dinosaurs, birthday, football, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Easter... U.S. Holidays. What is U.S. Holidays? And that was New New Year's, not New York. Yes, New Year's. Did I say New York? Yes, you did. Fair enough. New Year's, Star Trek, Dinosaurs. You see, that's a terrible order for those things to be in, and just like a (laughs) serious tongue twister. But seriously, any event that you could possibly have, they probably have a digital effect that would work well for it. My children love their dinosaurs. Because they're obsessed with dinosaurs, and having dinosaurs running around on the walls is just a lot of fun. As life should be. As life should be. But uh, you want something special for the 4th of July? They have fireworks. You want something special for Valentine's Day? Well, they have Valentine's. You want something for a birthday? They have balloons. <gasps> they have dinosaurs. Well, I know they have dinosaurs, but they have dinosaurs for a birthday? <laughs> Yeah, if you want to do a dinosaur birthday. They have really cool Star Trek ones where you could actually teleport yourself in and out of the room. Ah, nice. And it's on sale. And, and what's more, they have 
a how-to video to show you how to do that. Like, <sighs> I love Atmos FX because they really think of everything. And they make it so freaking easy to do. The one downside, they tend to be a little more expensive than some of the others. But again, you're looking at 15 to, what, $50? Yes! Yeah, that, exactly. That range, and it can be used over and over and over again. Because once you purchase it, it's not a one-time use or it's not a can only be used X number of times before it, you know, you lose out. It's, you buy it, it's yours to use. Yep. And those prices are for complete packages. I'm looking at uh, their Boo Crew decoration, which was one that we actually gave away for free last year. And you can either pay $40 for the entire collection, or you can pick just the things that you want for $10 a piece. They have Ghosts on Parade, they have Soaring Spirits, they have, they call it Scared Sheetless, which is a <laughs> ghost wandering around in the dark and getting scaring himself. <laughs> uh, they have Boo Time, they have Flying Blind, and then they have the 3D FX bundle, uh, which is uh, a bunch of songs and the ghosts talking to each other and cracking jokes and things like that. It's a lot of fun. And I've seen people do some really cool things with it. But I mean, you can pick any one of those for 10 bucks each, or you can get all of them for 40 bucks. So if you're really on a budget, you can still check out MSFX, click on one that you're interested in, and then just take a single scene that you want that will fit nicely in your theme. Or spend a little bit more and get all of it, and then you can, you have a little more flexibility to do what you want. MSFX also sells other things that can help make your projection effects come to life. Uh, they have Hallusion material. They have 3DX forms. So this is actually an inflatable form, for lack of a better visual, think sex doll with a sheet over it. It's a person-shaped balloon that uh, you can project onto and uh, to make either a witch or a ghost more three-dimensional. Let's uh, change that. Yeah. There's nothing else. There's nothing else, though. (laughs) Adult. (laughs) Of course, if you (laughs) already have a sex doll, you can just throw a sheet over that and then project onto it, you know, and then you don't need anything else. I am not here to judge. I'm just here to help you make your Halloween dreams come true. So, I mean, that is that Miss FX. We Go tend ahead, to boss. have dummies floating around, so. <laughs> we do have dummies floating around. And what you do as a dummy in the privacy of your own room is none of our business. Indeed. So that is that Miss FX. You can find them at atmosfx.com. The other company that I absolutely adore and we have convinced to sponsor us in the past is Spectral Illusions. Spectral Illusions only focuses on Halloween type related decor. But they have some of the freaking coolest effects I have ever seen. <gasps> haunted library. Ha- they, yeah, haunted library. Okay, so theirs is really broken up into like three different types. You have your backgrounds, like the haunted library, the haunted house ride, the, the volcano, uh, ghost, the volcano, the ghost in the graveyard, evil clown town, which is a carnival. These are scenes. There's no particular characters in them, but you can put them up and uh, and then do, use them as backgrounds for whatever else you have going on. Then they have the characters. New this year, they've got a ghostly gathering, which is a grouping of a whole bunch of their ghost characters. Uh, 
I love the zombie shark. Well, okay, there is the zombie shark. Yes, <laughs> uh, jump the shark, which Leslie has been giggling about for over a year. Yep. The phantom wraith. Uh, the phantom wraith lives in our crypt. Uh, that is one of the ones that we have. I also absolutely love their haunted tombstone, which I, I literally cut out a tombstone in the shape of their tombstone uh, out of foam, painted it just flat gray, and then I project their haunted tombstone onto it. So similar to the sex doll idea. Blow up adult companion. Similar to the blow up adult companion idea. <laughs> Thank you, Les. Uh, I have something three-dimensional that I can uh, project onto, which gives it a little more depth uh, when they're looking at it in my graveyard. So that's the second kind. Third kind is the props type of scene. And this is like... Uh, paintings that come to life. One of my favorites is called Lost at Sea. Mm. It's a an old sailing ship. I want to say it's a bark because it has... Oh, no, it's only got two masts, not three. Never mind. Gunner? The third one? It's a small so. one. Yeah. It's a small... Eh, I'm not convinced that qualifies as a mast. Okay. Anyway, You're, I'll, it has I'll a... I'll defer to you on that one. There are <laughs> three... There, there is something there that looks like it might be a third mass, so it might be a bark. But anyway, it's a picture of a ship. Uh, all the sails are torn up. It's trapped in a storm, and it has. Uh, it looks like the paint is cracking. This has got like cracks all over it. Think flying but, Dutchman. Yeah, think flying Dutchman without you know the tentacles. Anyway, I'm saying anyway a lot tonight. <laughs> the original flying Dutchman didn't have tentacles. That's only Pirates of the Caribbean iteration. That's fair. That's fair. But the ship is static, and then every so often it will come to life, and the ship will be rocking, and lightning and flash and thunder, and the waves are going. It's it's pretty cool. But like it's a painting that comes to life. Similar with the Runny Man, who we're using this year, it's a picture of a person, and every so often his face melts, a la Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of style. <laughs> They're both a lot of fun. So what I love about Spectral Illusions is they have... Just a wide variety of very high-quality illusions, and they fit a wide variety of themes. It's one of the few places where I can find, like, pirate effects. They've got one with a captain and a man manning a cannon yelling at each other. They've got the accursed helmsman picture, like the helmsman at the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. Lightning, thunder, rain, and the skeletons driving the ship. Something very similar to that. But, I mean, it's stuff that... I can't find anywhere else. And their ghosts are absolutely freaking terrifying. MSFX runs the gambit from extremely family-friendly to things that unnerve the crap out of me. That's impressive. Thank you. Spectral Illusions definitely leans more toward the scary, much less on the family-friendly side. Prices, uh, anywhere from $10, I'm seeing up to 25 and then if you want to 35. bundle a whole bunch, yeah, if you want to bundle a whole bunch together, they range in the 34, 30 to $40 range. Uh, reasonably affordable, but really high quality effects. Yeah. My, in my mind, absolutely worth the money. There's a lot of detail in these yes. effects and there's a lot of nuance yes. in the effect and in the animation. So it's definitely something that if you're going to be very, very far away or if you don't have a way to do a really, really high-resolution projection, it might not be the best choice because you're going to lose a lot of the effect and a lot of what is there. But if you can do some really up-close... Up-close projection, there's a lot to look at. Absolutely. I just brought up uh, one that was brand new last year. 
it's a volcano scene. So you're standing on a tropical island. There's some tiki torches burning. You're probably sipping a Bahama Mama or something similar. Mai Tai. Off of, or a Mai Tai. Mai Tais are good. Off in the distance, good. there is a uh, a volcano that's in the middle of erupting. You've got smoke, you got flame, you got lava, you got fire. Hmm. It fire. looks spectacular. And it has daytime scenes and nighttime scenes and stormy scenes and rainy scenes. Like, with any one of these effects... You can find something that's going to work. You can find something that is going to fit any theme that you want to do. Not necessarily the island, but, you know, something that they have. You can find something that... Uh, that will fit what you were trying to do. And we are always talking about how we use our theme and our backstory to uh, ground us as we are, you know, coming, trying to come up with ideas. That is absolutely critical when I go searching through these sites because I just like, I want this and I want this and I want this and I want this. We weren't, I would already have jumped the shark and I would be forcing (laughs) us to do the Revolutionary War storyline because I want zombie sharks. That's fair. I actually really like that idea. Uh, hold that thought for next year. Oh, but this, so, this thought is like ingrained and engraved know, in my brain because I, I like the Revolutionary War plotline plot and zombie sharks. That's fair. That's fair. <gasps> so, SpectralIllusions.com. Ooh, put antlers on a shark. Wendigo shark. Instead of freaking laser beams. You know, I have one simple request. And that is to have sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. So, SpectralIllusions.com, go check them out. Absolutely awesome effects. The next one that I am a big fan of, well, okay, there's a few different versions of this. And that's the Singing Pumpkins. I have been using the Singing Pumpkins for five or six Halloweens now. They are always a favorite with the trick-or-treaters, and it doesn't matter where I take them. They fit in because they're jack-o'-lanterns. They're jack They're very... This is your family-friendly. This is the family-friendly. Absolutely. So for all those trick-or-treaters who are too scared to go into the haunt, I have something available for them as well in the Singing Pumpkins. They can come. They can enjoy. They can sing along if they know the songs. And there are... I found three companies... Okay. Atmos FX has some Singing Pumpkins as well, and they tell jokes. Their jokes are really bad. <laughs> I approve wholeheartedly. But there are three other companies that I found that do this. Two that I use in my own haunt, and then one more that I just discovered this year, and it's so freaking cool, I have to tell you about it. So, the first one is projectedpumpkins.com. The, this is the first one that I ever found. Uh, it's a one, maybe two man shop running, uh, running this company, creating all of these illusions, or creating all these projections. And they're, they look awesome. What I like about them is they have a candle inside the pumpkin's mouth, so it actually looks like it's not just, you know, yellow faces that you're putting on the pumpkins. There's actually some depth, and it looks like there's a candle in there, and it looks really spectacular when you're actually doing the uh, the projection. They really only have uh, a specific number of songs, just to give some examples. Uh, Highway to Hell, awesome. Nice. Time Warp, uh, <laughs> Oogie Boogie from Oogie Boogie, Oogie Boogie song from Nightmare Before Christmas, as well as um, Grim Grinning. Oh, they've got Grim Grinning Ghosts. That's actually the first one that I ever bought. Like of any, that's the first one I ever bought. Uh, they got a few other. Kidnap the Sandy Claus. Kidnap yeah, the Sandy Claus. Kidnap the Sandy Claus. Exactly. My favorite. Christmas What's song. this? Yeah, all kinds of Nightmare Before Christmas, and you can get them all as a uh, as a pack as well. 
this one has a huge downside, and that is because of the way the owner runs the business, they do not have licensing for their songs. So all they produce are the animations. When you buy from him, all you're buying is the animation, and you have to sync the animation to the song that you have bought on your own. If anybody wants to buy from him and needs help syncing it, come to me. I just did it for someone. I'm really good at it because I've done this for my own. I did it for someone else. Contact me, and I will help you do it for a nominal fee. But it's not that hard if you just... it. He makes it super easy. The animation is exactly the size of the song. You just... Uh, get a video editor, put the video in, put the song in, line them up, and you're done. Like, it really should be that easy. So, this is the first one. Really awesome. That is projectedpumpkins.com. Ten, they run at like, uh, $20 a piece, or $25, yeah, 20 or $25 a piece, or you can bundle a whole bunch together for, uh, and get a discount. The second one is The Singing Pumpkin. You can find this one at thesingingpumpkin.com. They have both Halloween and Christmas animations, uh, but they have a lot more songs than Projected Pumpkin does. Ooh, and they've got some new ones for 2021. Inter Sandman from Metallica. Yes. Ghost Riders in the Sky by Sons of the Pioneers. I put a spell on you. Yes! Finally, someone is doing I put a spell on you. It's not Sanderson out yet, but sisters. it has a big coming song. <laughs> oh. Focus, focus. Ah. Oh. Being almost October, I can break out my Halloween movies. I know, well, right? I'm so excited, too. I mean, I watch them anyway, but now I don't get funny looks when I break out my Halloween movies. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, some other songs they have. This is Halloween, Nightmare Before Christmas, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, yes. that's one. Uh, they've got Grim Grinning Ghosts 2. They have a, several where the uh, the jack-o'-lanterns are telling stories. Uh, they're coming to take me away. Ha ha, hee hee, hoo hoo. My children now uh, absolutely love that song because the pumpkins are hilarious. <laughs> uh, Thunderstruck, ACDC. Nice. Uh, the uh, Banana Boat song. Day yo. Yep. Jump in the line as well. We got some Beetlejuice in the house. <laughs> Time warp again. Uh, of course, the Adams Family. <laughs> Ghostbusters <laughs> theme. <laughs> Thriller. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Yes, the one from the ride at Disneyland. That one is the one that they have done. So, just a as ton of songs, as they should. Just a ton of songs and the, okay, what do I love about this one? The jack-o'-lanterns are freaking hilarious. I don't know how they put so much personality into these faces, but they really do. And the faces change sometimes to best meet the best meet the song and every time i am laughing my ass off it is so much fun and really high quality downside to this one honestly i don't know that there is a downside to this one uh pricing runs typically 30 dollars each if you buy more you get a discount three or four you get 25 dollars. five or more you get 20 dollars each and then they have starter packs for 75 to 100 dollars with more, uh, I'm not sure how many are in there. Six, maybe. Or you can get any 20 animations for $200 flat. Take your pick of any 20, $200. It's a hell of a deal. Nice. $10 a piece. Like, it's a, it's 66% off. That's crazy. Anyway, I love the singing pumpkin. Go check them out at thesingingpumpkin.com and see if you can find any that will fit nicely in your theme. 
But what if you're doing a pirate theme? Well, I guess you could do Yoho. I, it, it's appropriate, but it's really the only one that is particularly pirate-like. And up until like, if you have a sword and an eye patch. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you put a sword and eye patch on the pumpkin, even time warp could be <gasps> somewhat pumpkiny or piratey. Stab the pumpkin in the head with the sword. Ooh, I like that. That's awesome. Write that down. We need that for later. Okay. But anyway, a few days ago uh, on the Northwest Hunters Association, a new member introduced themselves after having moved from Utah into the Pacific Northwest and talked about how they have started making their own singing pumpkins that are pirate themed. They have pirate pumpkins that are singing sea shanties and I absolutely freaking love them. They don't have very many yet. There's only three uh, published so far. You can find them at piratepumpkins.com. I just love the, you get what you expect to get. <laughs> they are they are delivering exactly what they promised. They are pirate pumpkins. They sing sea shanties, and I freaking adore them. I don't have any yet. I don't have a need for them because we're not doing any piratey themes yet. Maybe next year when we uh, do a Revolutionary War theme and work in our sea time maritime maritime storylines. That's the word I was looking for. Work in our maritime storylines. But yes. Go check them out, piratepumpkins.com. The brand new company. A woman is doing this in her spare time because she was like, there are no pirate pumpkins and I need pirate pumpkins to make my display work. And so I'm doing it myself. And my God, I applaud you. Thank you for doing that. It is freaking amazing. I love your stuff and I will be buying them just so that I can entertain myself, if nothing else. So those are our singing pumpkin options. And I'm not even done yet. Like, there are <laughs> that many more. Okay. Who's next? Ooh. Ooh. So this is a one that I only discovered this year. It is called HalloFX. HalloFX.com. And I freaking love what these guys are doing. They have... Oh my gosh, I don't know how to describe it less. They have a variety of animated characters... They do a lot with 3D animation. Yes, lots and lots of 3D animation. And some of them are just like the goofiest thing you have ever seen. Very like Scooby-Doo-esque. Like there's one, uh, a zombie playing golf. He has an eyeball and he just keeps hitting eyeballs at you with a golf club. It's hilarious. There are skeletons that are dancing to hip hop. There are, uh, oh, mummies dancing to hip hop as well as, uh, Zombie playing baseball, a demon doing a boogie, Frankenstein doing a hip-hop, excuse me, Frankenstein's monster doing a (laughs) hip-hop. There's a ton of really fun ones. But then they've got some really creepy-ass disturbing ones, too, like The Butcher, where you're looking into a room full of um, bodies wrapped up, hanging upside down, uh, blood all over, you know, pooling at the head, and The Butcher is standing there with a giant axe. Or... Cold storage, where you're looking into a freezer where uh, the torsos of a bunch of zombies have been hung from meat hooks through their head, uh, and they're just dangling there in the fridge while an ominous figure walks among them. It's creepy. It's unnerving. It's exactly what I need for my haunt this year, and I've already bought it. So... Brand new. I've never seen these guys before this year, um, but I really like what they're doing. They're five bucks a piece, so 
super cheap compared to some of the others that we've been talking about so far and really good quality, if a little cartoony. But again, we're talking 3D animation. Yes. So, you know, again, it's a it's a case of how do you do the rest of your lighting? How do you yes. coordinate and set it so that it matches and fits within your haunt? Um, I mean, the, the, the giant spider climbing, that's oh, it's creepy unnerving. as bleep. <laughs> Especially, no, don't play it. I don't need nightmares. I'm, I need to, I'm, I'm going to play it. You need to see this because seriously, it is unnerving. Yeah, I, I don't because spiders are <laughs> unnerving. Thanks. Oh, and it's super simple. Like it is just uh, like you're shining a flashlight on a wall and a giant freaking spider goes crawling up through damn it i'm getting chills on the back of my neck just watching yeah. it like it looks so freaking real well and you you put that in lighting you put that in a haunt where everybody's perception is already a little skewed and all of a sudden something that's you know looks a little hokey suddenly isn't quite as hokey it's not as hokey. or yes. you're doing this in your yard and you really just want to have a zombie hitting eyeball golf balls at everybody as they walk <laughs> up i mean why not exactly you want a weenie to drag people in this is a solid weenie mm-hmm. and it's non-sexual which makes it even better so hellofx.com go check them out five dollars a piece and just a wide variety of i gotta see uh, the, zo- funny the zombie and... hip-hop you want to see it yeah I really need, like, a piece to fall off. That would make it perfect. The, yeah, something needs to start falling off of them, but that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. It's super straightforward. It's super basic. It's exactly what it sounds like it should be. And it would just be a really, really fun thing to have, you know, in a yard or you know, to entertain your queue. And everybody thinks it's going to be a super hokey haunt. And then all of a sudden, yes. it's not a super hokey haunt. Yes, and Les, thank you for saying that. That is one of my favorite places to use stuff like this. I put it in the queue line to keep the queue line entertained while waiting to get into the haunt. They have fun, and it gets them into a perfect mood for for getting scared. Well, and again, it's it's also it's it sets up for a really really solid um, subversion of expectations. Yes, yes, very much so, especially if you're doing something goofy outside. Okay, next up, Hollow Window. You can find them at hallowindow.com. I will be honest. This is another one that I have I am not familiar with at all. Okay, pirate flags. Ha- yes, pirate flags. But they have some really unique effects. Ooh, so this is types? a Canadian company. Every one of their animations is four dollars Canadian. I think that's a little bit more than five bucks right now. Uh, I don't I remember what the five or six depending on the exchange rate. Yeah, I'm not sure where the exchange rate is right now. But, like, they have pirate flags that are flapping in the wind. They have uh, vintage title sequences. They have uh, fake neon signs of various Halloween-y type characters. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, a flaming eye like Sauron. Or, a, you know, just a green eye. So if you want eyes in the windows of your house, this might be a great way to do it. So that they can be looking around. We do have Leslie two windows on ideas. the. We get two windows on the front of our house, so we can absolutely there you go. do eyes on the windows. 
Yep. They've got ghosts. They've got spiders. They have a piranha fish tank, which I think is kind of cool. Lightning strikes. A a fun house. Ooh, I got to click on this one just because I need to know more. Smoke, zombie shadows, rusty jaws, more eyes. Like, eh, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's a wide variety. What do I like about it? They have some unique stuff that I have do not see anywhere else. What do I not like about it? Oh, other thing I like. Uh, they're cheap. The most expensive one I see is $10 Canadian. Make that $12 Canadian. Yep. And my son says that eyeball looks like it's scratched. Which one? That one? Yeah. Uh, still quite a bit cheaper than most of the ones we're talking about. The vast majority of their effects are $4. Keep in mind, Canadian. Uh, what do I not like? Well, some of the animation is, like, kind of goofy. It's a little cartoony. It's a little cartoony. But they have some cartoony on some of the more, let's say, complicated. But they also have a lot of things that are quite abstract. Yeah, and I'm not sure, I, honestly, I'm not sure I like the abstract. And that I can be... see where there's some good value to the abstract. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I can see the value in the abstract. a leg up with a fishing hook. Um, as a as an atmospheric, uh, like the the ghosts or the um the ghost flames. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But I mean that that type of abstraction, just outside a window. Or even like, what about projected into a fireplace? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very uh, serious black. It is totally very serious black. Or even like a little bit of like the death. The mm-hmm. uh, was it the. What do they call it? The Death Eater's Mark. The Dark Mark. The Dark Mark. Yeah. So, I mean, again, there's a wide variety of stuff here. Go check it out. See if there's anything that might fit your... And, and, and again, yeah, we're, we're talking about, you know, this in a haunt uh, type of scenario. It doesn't have to be a haunt. You know, or it doesn't even have to be a home haunt. It could really just be part of your um, decorating for your trick-or-treaters. So, I, I know we keep saying, you know, using it in your haunt, but... We are also a podcast for people who just want to do decorations and set up for Halloween. So don't don't think that these are not worth your time or or worth looking at if all you're looking to do is just decorate your house. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, moving on to the next one. Uh, I got two left and then we'll move on to other things, I promise. Hauntworks Digital Effects. So this is another company that is they're relatively new and they are so because they're relatively new, they don't have a lot uh, to offer, but what they have to offer looks really awesome. They have a whole set of living portraits that interact with each other. They have, um, a, uh, they call it their dueling ghosts, which is two portraits that, um, the portraits, the ghosts come to life and turn around and shoot each other and you see the bullet pass through each other. It's kind of cool. And for, you know, just that little, uh, effect to push a room over the edge, I think these would be absolutely perfect. Uh, prices range $7 to $25, uh, so a little bit all over the place, but you're getting quite a bit for uh, for that money as well. Really high quality, looks really awesome, and definitely leans more toward the horror than the funny. In fact, I don't see much on here that I would say is uh, uh, particularly funny. This takes, out, out of all the ones that we've talked about so far, this group really takes everything to 
uh, through realism. So again, each of these different companies, they approach their uh, designs from a different art- artistic perspective. And Haunt, uh, Hauntworks definitely utilizes a lot more realism yep. Yep. in their effects. And they're eerie. I like them. I like them a lot. So same. Haven't played with them myself, uh, but I like what they're doing. Go check them out at haunt.works slash effects. Okay, last one, and I save the best for last. I mm-hmm. say that because this is the company that professional for-profit haunted houses go to to get their effects. High-res designs. That's high, H-I, dash, res, R-E-Z, designs, dot com. They have just absolutely freaking brilliant, terrifying, unnerving, holy f***ing sh- what the hell is going on type effects that will blow your mind. And your budget. And your budget. Effects range from like $30 on the cheap end up to $70 on the high end. Uh, skimming real quick, I don't think I see anything more than $70, but these these are expensive. But they are expensive because the quality is I mean, well, off I mean, the freaking chart. All of these are professional, but this again, these are these are your movie quality. These are your professional. I mean, like we said, professional haunts. Professional, yeah, professional haunts these. are using this. Yeah, so the one I see used most often is called Zombie Containment, and it is like picture in your mind a zombie containment unit. I don't care what it looks like. It's it's in your mind. But on the front of your zombie containment when unit, you have a small window so that you can look in and see the zombie. Well, that window is actually a television, and you have this, these digital effects playing on it. And what happens when you're staring in the window? Well, a really gory, realistic-looking zombie comes and smashes his face up against the window, startling you and uh, causing you to leap back. And what I see a lot of people do with this is they will actually sync the video to other practical effects. So when the zombie slams, the entire uh, box rattles. Uh, something actually physically strikes using like uh, an air piston. It's a really cool effect. It's really freaking terrifying. And zombie containment costs like 60 bucks. But it is movie quality makeup and acting and it is absolutely terrifying. So, high res designs, hi-resdesigns.com. Go check them out if you are looking for something to just absolutely blow your guests away. Yeah, I mean, and they've got a bunch of different options. They have a bunch of different iterations. Zombie is obviously still highly popular. So they've got a bunch of zombies. They've got some pirates. They've got some psych wards. Um, there's just a lot to them. And again, you're gonna have a lot higher quality, a lot more detail, a lot more depth, and I believe that they're also a lot longer uh, on the loops compared to some of the others. Yep. They all come in 1080p, high definition. Their backgrounds are continually looping. They have uh, digital stereo soundtrack, so it's not just mono. It is actually stereo. There's a black screen option, so if you want to trigger it, um, you can have it black until uh, the trigger is, well, triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, the the quality is so good. Each download, like the download for the pirates elements is two and a half gigabytes. So you are getting a lot of stuff for the money. 
Ooh, and they have a commercial use license right there on the site. So if you're a running a commercial hunt and want to do that, it's an extra 150 bucks, which for a commercial license, it's not that's bad. not bad. <laughs> anyway, high res designs, go check them out. Absolutely freaking terrifying. So those are the companies that I recommend the most. Uh, you can find all of those um, links to all of those in the show notes of this episode. So you can um, go there and link yourself very quickly to any one of the companies that we have talked about tonight. So now that you have all of your projections, and what are you going to do with them? Well, that will be the topic we get into when we come right back from our break. So let's take a moment to hear from our sponsors, except we don't have any at this particular moment. If you're interested in sponsoring us, let me know, and we'll hook you up. But in the meantime, let's put in a break here, and we will be right back. And we are back. Thank you for those words from our sponsors. If you'd like to become one of our sponsors, please reach out to us and we will ha- are happy to work with you. And we are back to talking about, now that you know where to get your uh, digital effects, we are now going to talk about how to set them up and how to use them. Exactly. So there's a couple of different ways that uh, I have run my digital effects and so those are the ones I really want to talk about most. That's either using a television or using a projector. So one way or another, you're going to need a couple of elements to make your digital effects work. You're going to need something to play the digital effects, and you're going to need something to display the digital effects. For display, there's really just those two that I use, television and projector. When it comes to televisions, well, I use whatever I can get my hands on and fits in the scene. For a lot of my effects this year, I'm putting something like in the wall. So the melting face portrait. I'm pretending it's a real portrait. It's going to have a frame uh, mounted to the wall, but it's actually going to be a hole cut out of the wall. And I'm going to hang a small flat screen television on the back of that wall. That way, television turns on, and it is uh, you see melts. the projection. You see the face melting. The other way to do it, or the other way that I'm doing it, is with a projector. Now, and go ahead. I'm going to interrupt. So you're, you're displaying it on the TV, but you're, it's basically just playing on the TV. So you would put it on, what, like a USB drive, plug it into the TV, well, and then yeah, have it that, set to play on a loop? So that's the other side. If you have a smart TV, that may be all you need. I'm getting whatever TVs I can get hold of from, you know, Facebook Marketplace, and nobody is getting rid of their uh, smart TVs for less than, way more than I want to pay. So I need some kind of media player to uh, to do that. And uh, the one that I have that I really like is the Sprite Media Player uh, from MediaWiz. This is the one that's carried by Fright Props. Uh, but there are other types of digital media players that you can um, that are sold like on Amazon for uh, for cheaper. So what's cool about the Sprite is it is a they call it a seamless looping HD triggerable video player. There's a lot to unwrap from that. So it has an SD slot, so I can just take any of my the digital downloads that I have just downloaded, put it on an SD card, stick it in the slot, and it's ready to go. Once I apply power to it it will start playing automatically. But it also has an in-out port where I can hook up some sort of trigger. 
maybe I want to wait for a motion sensor to go off or I want uh, a step pad to go off and nothing will display until that trigger is triggered. This will allow me to do that and many other media players will not. Uh, but on Amazon for like 30 bucks, you can get a comparable media player that will just, as soon as you turn it on, it will just play in a loop all night long. Great way to set up for those ongoing looping projections that aren't necessarily tied to any part of your story. Exactly. Great for that trick-or-treater type of decoration where you just you're want... You're singing pumpkins. You're singing pumpkins. You just want something that's going to you know just continue to play all night. Exactly. So uh, I'll put both of those media players in the show notes as well. Uh, and then any television, as long as you can hook up your media player to that television. Uh, HDMI cable seems to be the most common anymore. Although the Sprite does have uh, a little AV port for uh, an RCA jack, so you can use RCA with it as well. Nice. But make sure you are checking what outputs your media player has and what inputs your television has to make sure they are compatible. The other thing that I use is a projector, and I have a couple of different types of projectors, and so I want to talk about it a little bit more because they're, this is probably the second largest set of questions that tend to come up when people are, uh, are trying to do this because people just don't know very much about projectors. What kind of projector do I need? Are there any particular specs that it should have? Uh, do I need to spend $1,200 on a really nice projector? It can get very, very overwhelming if you are trying to buy a projector and have never done so before. Well, and there's also the added, you know, we're all used to the TV and the computers and everything else. And all of a sudden, projectors, for whatever reason, send people into a bit of a tizzy as to, but, 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 but how does it work? What do I do? How, how do I, what do I, and again, it's, it's a lot of that just, we don't use them on a daily basis. We don't even use yeah. them on a monthly basis for most of us. And, you know, for those of us who do, you know, teachers and the like, everything's usually set up, tied in, and it's simply a matter of plug-in, plug-computer into your system, yeah. and if it breaks, you call IT. Exactly. But for those of us who have worked in the IT side of that, uh, we picked up a few tips and tricks that I think are, are useful here. So a few things to talk about with projectors. One, where do you get them? Well, it depends on what kind of projector you want. You can definitely go on Amazon and find an inexpensive projector, and it may do exactly what you need. You can also go on eBay, find a used projector. Uh, generally, they will be higher quality at lower price uh, if you go that way. But because they're used, um, all projector bulbs have a set lifespan. And when that bulb burns out, you need to get a new one, and the projector is useless until you do. So when I'm going that route, I make sure I have extra bulbs on hand so that when they burn out on the night that we're open, I can just swap the bulb, bulb out and we're good to go. Are the bulbs universal or will I have to get a particular no. bulb for a particular projector? <laughs> very, very not universal. And that's what makes them so freaking frustrating to me because you have to have a specific bulb for the specific projector and they never match. <laughs> Ah, the joys of non-standardization. Indeed. So whatever you end up buying, make sure you have a couple ball, extra bulbs on hand. Uh, generally, you get a lot of hours out of these bulbs, although the way that I'm using them, putting them outside and such, uh, tends to shorten the lifespan of the bulb. Which is pretty standard. Again, you know, anything outside is and exposed to the elements is going to have a shorter lifespan than something that's inside or uh, heavily weather protected. 
exactly. And uh, the other thing about projector bulbs, turning them on and so what really wears them down fast is uh, changing temperature quickly. So if you're turning it on and off and 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 on and off, the bulb is going to die faster um, than if you just turn it on at the beginning of the night, leave it alone, don't do anything until you're done for the night, you're ready to turn it off. The less time you turn it on and off, uh, the bet the longer it will last. And then uh, some other places to get used projectors, definitely go check out like Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, etc. Uh, you can pick up used projectors there. I found a really killer, like high definition home theater projector that would normally cost two thousand dollars for a hundred bucks because a guy was upgrading and just needed to get rid of his old projector. Huge score, but also like colleges high schools every few years they are upgrading all of the projectors that they have and they'll be liquidating the old ones at uh, at really good prices so check with your local colleges check with your local high schools uh, see if you can pick up projectors that way what should you be looking for when you are going to buy a projector well it turns on well there's that (laughs) but it definitely depends on uh, what your situation is i absolutely love the cheap ass projectors from amazon because they're cheap. I'm putting them outside. I don't want to have to worry about dumping a whole lot of money into them and then losing it if uh, because they're outside. And so if I can spend less than $100 on a projector, I am all in, baby. Yeah, I mean, again, it's look at your budget. There are very, very inexpensive projectors and there are very, very expensive projectors. If you're going to be outside, unless you have a really, really good way to weatherproof... Don't spend the money unless you have a way to make sure that it's not going to walk off in somebody's paws. Don't spend the money. Projectors as being technology and being out and about on your yard or in your haunt, high risk of uh, growing legs and walking off. So yep. definitely take that into consideration when you're evaluating. It's it's You don't want to sit there and be like, oh, we found this really, really great projector system. It's 500 bucks. We need five of them or just even just one of them. And then all of a sudden... It grows legs and walks off, and then you're out $500. Exactly, exactly, and absolutely uh, crucial point. Coolest projector that I have found uh, for cheap was one I picked up last year. It's made by CI Best. It's They call it a outdoor movie projector, and it's high definition. It has HDMI, it has USB, and... This little projector has the best contrast ratio of any projector that I own. What is contrast ratio? It's how well you can see your lights and your darks. So Atmos FX makes this really cool video called Halloween Moon, where they have a moon and then stuff happens in front of it. So like there's a tree branch with bats, uh, another one there's a scarecrow, and another one there's zombies all passing in front of the moon. And with most of my projectors, the moon is just a big white circle. With this one, I can actually see the dark details on the moon of all the craters and uh, all those dark spots that make up the man in the moon face. You can actually see that because of that excellent contrast ratio. That by itself makes me love this projector. What is contrast ratio measured in for people who are looking and trying to evaluate what is their best option? Stand by while I scroll down to the tech specs. Yeah, of course, Amazon's tech specs are terrible. <laughs> not expecting this to be a difficult question. <laughs> I know. It shouldn't be. But here we are. Well, and, and this is, this is again, you, you are somebody who does this 
frequently and are very, very familiar with it. But these are the problems that people like myself face when trying to do research on a product is, you know, we have to research all the technical specs and then try and figure out which technical specs are the most important, both for, you know, general issues, but also, you know, for, for what we're trying to have it do. It can be very, very frustrating when you're trying to look this information up and it's not, nothing is, is readily available. Absolutely. And, and you're absolutely right because it is, it can be really hard to try to track down this type of information. So contrast ratio is, is going to be shown as a ratio and it's a ratio of your lights to darks. Uh, the one, uh, the CI best projector has a contrast ratio of 2001. It's pretty darn good. Uh, some other things that you want to take a look at, the brightness. It's measured in lumens, and it'll probably just say lumens. The bigger the number you can find, the brighter the projector is going to be, the easier it's going to be, uh, the easier it's going to be to see whatever it is you're make, you're projecting. This can be absolutely critical if you have a street light near your house and your yard tends to be lighter. <laughs> That'd if be you, mine. Exactly. If you live like where I do, where I have basically complete control of my environment because I live in the boonies and it is really freaking dark here, the lumens don't matter as much to me because I can position all of my lighting to maximize the brightness that the projector is able to put out. So I don't care as much. Contrast ratio is much more important to me than the brightness, the lumens. For you, it may be the opposite. Yeah, for me, lumens is definitely going to be uh, much more crucial because we do have that streetlight right on exactly right next to our exactly. Uh, some other things I like about this projector, it has its own built-in media player, so I don't need the Sprite media player to run my videos. All I need is a USB stick that I plug into the USB port, and it can it will run it all night long, all by itself. Don't need to put anything else out there with it. And then, uh, what don't I like about it? Well, the speakers are terrible. But that's okay, because it has a headphone jack that I can then plug into a small amplifier and run to my own speakers. No problem. As long as I have other speakers. But even if I were to just to take, like, your cheap computer speakers that have a volume control on them, um, if it has a volume control, it has its own built-in amplifier, and those are great for something like this. Plug it in, turn it up, and you're done. Well, and computer speakers have come a long, long way, and there's a number of very, very decent um, packs that you can buy for literally less than 30 bucks. Indeed, that is absolutely true. I still go to Goodwill and, you know, pick them up there for oh, like $4, but, you know, to, to each their own. So I love that projector. Lumens, contrast ratio. The other thing you may want to look for is short throw. A sh so the throw is how far you need the projector to be from your screen in order to get the size that you want. A short throw means it can be closer to the screen uh, than other projectors and still make it very, very large. If you have a ton of room to work with, it's not a problem because you can put your projector really far back. Uh, my crypt, I think, is a good example. In order to get the ghost to stand uh, as tall as me, so like six feet tall, I have to have my projector about 15 feet behind the screen. 
not everyone has 15 feet to work with. So if you're working in a really tight space, you want to look for a short throw projector. That being said, short throw projectors will be more expensive because it is a very specialized lens inside that allows it to do that. So really bright, high lumens, contrast ratio minus 2000 to one. You want at least that something uh, with a very high number. And if you have not a lot of space to work with, look for a short throw. Those are the three biggest things I can say uh, for looking for a projector. It's a lot of really good uh, information, again, to build in just kind of the basis of what you need in order to get to get a good setup for using digital projections. Yeah, I think so. So last thing, uh, not quite last thing, but one, so you've got your digital decorations. You have figured out how you're going to display it, either via a television, a computer, or a projector. If you're using a projector now, what are you projecting it onto? And that is uh, the the third part of our trifecta here. Two two major trains of thought, and it very much depends on the type of projection you're trying to do. You can either project it directly onto something, or you can do a hallusion, where you're trying to make it transparent, um, like for a ghost that you can see through. I want to talk about each one separately real quick. If you're just projecting onto something, so like uh, you want to put something in your window or you want to put a giant spider crawling up the side of your house, that's relatively easy. If you're putting it on the side of your house, well, you're just projecting onto the side of your house. The side of your house is your screen. You don't need to put anything else on there unless you have a really dark house. If it's really dark, you're not going to be able to see anything that you're projecting on it very well. So you uh, you want to look for something lighter to project onto. If your house is white, if your house is um, the color of Smurfs, <laughs> as my house was growing up, uh, that works really well. Um, but light colors, uh, because you're trying to increase, because dark colors will tend to absorb the light. When did your house not become a Smurf house? It's not a Smurf house anymore. I know. I think they had to repaint like 2012 or something. So, I mean, it was a long time. Smurf house. I guess it was a Smurf when we met. Oh, yeah. It was so, it was so like bright blue that people used it as a landmark when telling people how to get around places. Yeah. Which is hilarious because you live in a cul de sac. Indeed. Indeed. Not a great landmark, but they still used it. <laughs> of course. So you're projecting uh, if uh, interior, if you're just projecting onto your walls, that might be a great place to uh, to do that. But if you have to use some kind of a screen, well, there's a couple of options. You can, of course, always use just a regular projector screen. And, and in some cases, that may work. Um, really hard to do that if you're trying to, like, project it into your window, though. What most people swear by, dollar store shower curtains. They're translucent. Uh, they are consistent in coloration and they're super cheap a <laughs> couple of chip clips hanging onto your uh your curtain rods and you're done it's it's ready to go dollar store shower curtains you awesome uh <laughs> i also like walmart white bed sheets white bed sheets do a really good job of uh showing all the light showing all the detail and I can iron them and make them nice and perfectly flat so that there's no crinkles to ruin the effect. I'm translucent. <laughs> oh. So that's just for a regular projection. 
What if you're trying to do a Hallusion? Well, it's the same general idea, except that you want something that you can see through much more easily than your regular screen. What I swear by, chiffon or mosquito netting? Chiffon. 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 C-H-I-F-F-O-N, pronounce it as you will. Chiffon. <laughs> what she said. But what you're looking for with with this mosquito netting is um, the best advice I can give you when you're going to the um, going to the fabric store. Take a flashlight with you, and when you get there, look for their mosquito netting or chiffon section, Thank you. and uh, just take a piece off of the off of the roll and shine the light on it. When you shine the light, you should see a bright circle appear on the material with a really crisp, sharp edge on the the edge of the circle. If that edge is blurry, your projection is going to be blurry. So if it looks blurry, put it back, try a different piece of material, and keep looking until you find the one that has that really crisp edge on the circle of light. That's the material that you want to use. The material that I really like to use, I found on Amazon, and... Um, let me see. It is this one. Thule. They sell a 54-inch Thule fabric. Tool. I can't win. <laughs> T-U-L-L-E. Tool fabric. Not like T-O-O-L, which is how I pronounce, or I spell the word tool. But whatever. <laughs> this tool fabric is fantastic. It's the one that I used for my crypt last year and uh, all my other Hallusions. And on Amazon, $20 for 40 yards. Yes, you heard that right. 40 freaking yards. You can buy the whole freaking bolt for $20. I bought one last year, and I'm still going through that bolt. It's awesome. So check the show notes. That one will be there as well. But now, how are you doing the Hallusion? Like, you're putting your projector onto this thing that you can see through, so... Now you can see through it. And yes, you you can see through it. And that's kind of the idea. But there's a couple of things you want to keep in mind when you're doing it. Because you can see through it, um, you need to pay close attention to where you're putting your projector. If you put the projector behind the screen, like I do, it's going to be pointing at your guests. And if they stand in a certain place, it's going to shine right in their eyes and ruin everything. So what I do is I place my projector off to the side. So where I'm using it in the crypt, I place the projector off to the side so that when you're looking straight in the door, you can't see the projector. But the image is hitting the door and then moving off to the right of where the patrons are standing. Yes, it means that it is hitting them uh, as they're coming up to the house, but it's before they get to my house, and I'm kind of okay with it. When they're actually standing square in front of my house or anywhere to the left, as the projector is looking at it, they can't see the projector at all. And it works perfectly. Uh, The other way is to shoot it above their heads. Uh, I do this with my Halloween moon up on the roof. I have the projector behind the Halloween moon. It is hitting the screen and then hitting the trees like 20 feet above the head of the guests. So they never see the projector there. The other way to do it is to put the projector on the same side as the guests and shoot at the screen backward or 
yeah, shoot from the guess hitting the screen, but then you have to worry about what it's projecting on behind the screen. Because this screen is see-through, you're going to see it a second time if there's something back there. Like a window. So, or like a, a window or the back of my crypt. So if you're doing it that way, uh, make sure there's nothing immediately behind that allows it. Good place for this for me is on the side of my house uh, because I have probably 20 yards between where the, any guests would be and the trees behind uh, behind my yard. And so if I put the projector right there, uh, I'll be hitting the trees over 20 yards away and it will be fairly diffused by the time it gets there. It won't be, it will be there, but it won't be nearly as noticeable. Oh, and then the absolute key to make, to selling a Hallusion, backlighting. You have to have something behind that tool or chiffon or mosquito <laughs> netting. But you have to have something behind it lighting up what's behind it to help emphasize the fact that they can see through the projection. Once the, like, that is what will really sell the Hallusion. When they see that creepy ass little girl from Atmos FX giggling and jumping her and floating around, and then through her they can see the flickering flame light on the wall behind her, now it looks like a ghost. And it is absolutely freaking convincing if you can see what's behind it through the ghost. It's about using your lighting to enhance and hide what you're projecting on and around. But the lighting has to be soft enough that you're not completely washing washing out out the projection either. That's why I really like that flickering flame bulb. Uh, what I did last year was I put it in a ground stake and I just stuck it in the ground, pointing it backward toward the back wall of my crypt. And then in front of it, I just put uh, a box, dark box, so that you couldn't see the light. The light was just reflecting off that back wall and then coming forward to the patron's eyes. Whereas the projector was coming straight at their eyes. So it softened the light that was coming off the flickering flame bulb. Uh, and made the projection still very easy to see. Okay. We've talked about effects. We've talked about projectors. We've talked about the screen. What's left? Sound. That's a big one because a lot of these illusions that we've talked about, um, they come with their own soundtrack. I mean, you can obviously overlay uh, your own audio over these, which we have done, um, the stories from the crypt from last year. But they all come with, or almost all of them, do come with some form of audio, even if it's just um, background noise. Or creepy-ass giggling. Mm -hmm. You need some way to get the sound out. Each of those media players that I'm recommending has a audio out, and you can absolutely use that, run it to a set of speakers, and and use it that way. You may need some sort of amplifier to uh, make it loud enough for people to hear, particularly outside. That's why I really like those uh, self-contained computer speakers, because they have an amplifier built in, and I can get much more sound. Uh, sound bars, also one of my favorites. I just put them inside a black trash bag. does a pretty good job of protecting them from the weather. Uh, run the couple of cords that it needs to uh, to power it, and then it's fine for the night. I bring it in at the end of the night when I bring in my projectors. And then the third one that I really like to use, uh, Radio Shack used to sell these 
uh, PA public address amplifiers that are awesome. Uh, I hook up one of those to either like surround sound speakers or really anything I find at Goodwill. But it's a really good amplifier that works with a wide variety of speakers and does a really good job of getting your sound out there. Check out your, when you're buying your projectors, make sure, particularly if you're buying one that has a built-in media player, make sure it has a way to get the sound out of it as well. Uh, has a audio out jack. Most of them will be like a headphone jack, especially if you're buying the cheaper projectors. Uh, but even, but really nice projectors will have uh, either RC or HDMI. Uh, and you can use those to attach your speakers as well. Phew. Okay. What did I miss, Les? Uh, let's see here. We've hit speakers. We've touched on how to project, what to project with, what to project on, and where to get the projection in the first place. So I think really the only thing, we've even touched a little bit on weatherproofing uh, when you're doing outdoor and you don't want to do setup and take down uh, every day. Actually, that's a good that that's a good point. Um, I set up and take down every day because I'm paranoid and I don't want people to run off with my projector or equipment. But even well, even with bringing them in every night, I still make these little shelters, and they are like the simplest little boxes you can imagine. Uh, I just make them out of plywood or whatever wood I have left laying around, and then paint them so that they're relatively weatherproofed. But leave the front off, and I just make the cover long enough that it it covers the front as well. They're just super simple little uh, wooden boxes that I can stick the projector in, and uh, it protects it if it starts to rain that night. Just long enough for me to run out and grab all my projectors and bring them back in. Yeah. I have definitely seen some more elaborate ones. Um, I don't know the name of the company, but there's one company that makes tombstones that hide your projectors they look really cool like really elaborate tombstones and monuments all for hiding your projectors in and that's another thing to, to consider when you're doing projectors is where how can i hide this where can i hide this how can i incorporate the hidey hole into the haunt um, into the decorations hiding it under bushes behind tombstones etc what are ways that i can just make this not as obvious um, both to protect the equipment, but also just to kind of heighten the heighten the atmosphere. To, to protect the sense of or the suspension the of disbelief. disbelief. What will drag people out of that suspension of disbelief? Hey, there's the projector. Hey, it's there's the speakers. Yeah. I mean, so, you'll, you'll get the people who can overlook those types of things, but you'll definitely get people where their entire everything <laughs> will be ruined if they're taken out of the scene like that and you'll get those people who are just complete and utter dicks and uh pride themselves on being complete and utter dicks and will not have a good night unless they can point out to you all the ways that you have failed yeah so don't give them the ammunition uh hide your projector under a bush or behind a tombstone or in a tombstone wherever you can to maintain that sense of disbelief or that suspension of disbelief rather okay any other thoughts, less on digital effects, projections, etc.? Uh, I think the only thing we haven't touched on is really how to make your own. But if you know how to animate, um, you're way beyond where we are, and yeah, I cannot can... help. I I can't help you. Well, but you can you can make your own and let us know how it how it worked. Yeah, and if you are coming up with something really cool, absolutely let us know because we want to try it and uh, we'll feature you on our page as well if we really like it. 
On that note, you should go check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash haunting you, as well as our Instagram at haunting university or our Twitter at haunting univer one, haunting U N I V E R one. And, uh, let us know. What do you think about these companies? Uh, are there others that you really like that we did not cover tonight that we should definitely go and check out? Uh, we want to know more. Oh. So if you have some thoughts on this, definitely, uh, send us a message, drop us a post and let's chat. There's uh, one thing that we did not cover and that always pops up, especially uh, as the season. Watch for scams. Oh, my God. I... Yes, you, you, you are You constantly right. see, especially on the Facebook pages, Haunters Hangout, etc. Hey, I saw this, you know, they're advertising Singing Pumpkins and it's only like two bucks. Be wary. Do your research. Um. Facebook ads are almost always scams. They're targeted, they're algorithmed, and you're going to lose out. You're going to get something that's not what you wanted, and then you're going to have to spend more to try and find something that actually fits what you need. So go to the actual websites. It's that old adage, if it seems too good to be true, it probably probably is. is. And what annoys the crap out of me about many of these ads is they are using legitimate ad videos from Atmos FX and Spectral Illusions. Mm -hmm. Like, they are not even... They are ripping it off of their website, trying to pass it off as their own, and people fall for it. And it just drives me batty. Well, and it's it's because everybody... You know, these these can be pricey, especially when you start talking the higher end. And, you know, people want them, and they're drawn in by what they see as a deal. Um, You know, there's a lot of people who don't necessarily realize that... Facebook's a scam, basically from start to finish, because we use it so frequently. It's become so ubiquitous in our life, and we don't think about, you know, what we're putting up there, the things that we're following, the things that we're using, and how much information Facebook has on us, just in terms of our everyday interaction on the platform. So if you look for these things, you're more likely to find them. You're going to get these targeted ads. These targeted ads are 99% scams. 99% 99% of the time, um, if you see something come up and it says Spectral Illusion, don't click on the link. Go to Spectral Illusion. You will not yes. see the deal and you will go, oh, okay, cool. And by not clicking on the links, you're not feeding the algorithm that's going to give you more links. Because as soon as you click on those links, that's going to take you to those fake web pages. Facebook's algorithm is going to generate more links and more ads that'll keep taking you to these scam websites. So don't, even if you see something and you're like, I think that might actually be real, don't click on it. Google the location, Google the site, Google the company, and get to their website from there. Do not use the Facebook links. Because all you're doing is feeding the algorithm. Yeah, excellent points, Les. Excellent points there. Okay, I think that's all we have to say on projection effects, which means there is only one thing left to do tonight, and that is, of course, the Chamber's Corner. (laughs) Haunting You is the official podcast of the Chamber of Haunters, and so we'd like to give the Chamber an opportunity every month to tell us what they have going on. So let's see what uh, Mr. Rob Knowlton, the president of the Chamber of Haunters, has for us this month. We want to first wish everyone an amazing haunt season and remain safe. We are all definitely in the thick of it. Many have already begun their haunt season, while others will open here shortly. 
Remember that the Chamber of Haunters is out there to help its members and the industry to grow and come together as a real haunt family. We hope that once the haunt season has ended, we will hear from many of you as we look forward to seeing continued growth in 2021 and heading into 2022. If you are interested in learning more about the Chamber of Haunters or becoming a member, please feel free to email us at chamberofhaunters at gmail.com. See you soon. And of course, if you want to join the Chamber of Haunters, you can go to our website and click on our partners page and you will see the Chamber of Haunters right there uh, or chamberofhaunters.com. If you want to join, you can use the code HAUNTINGYOU when you join, and they will give you $15 off any level of membership with the Chamber. Take advantage of that when you set up your membership today. Well, by the time you all are listening to this, our haunt will be pretty close to up and running. And uh, hopefully yours is getting to that point as well. And we're uh, in the final race to Halloween. Indeed. So happy October, everyone. Happy haunting season. I hope that your haunts are coming together just as well as ours is. If you have questions, if you uh, need a little bit of last minute guidance, please do not hesitate. Drop us a line. We're more than happy to try to uh, help you get through whatever stumbling block you are stuck on. So in the meantime, finish up your building, get your marketing out there, let people know what is happening, reach out to your local TV stations, try to get them to do a spot on you. Hey, can't hurt. You never know. Yep. And send us lots and lots of pictures. Make sure you're putting them up on your own Facebook page. Let us know where they're at so we can revel in your brilliance as well and share your share your creativity with all of the listeners. So get to it. And in the meantime, from all of us here at Haunting You, happy haunting. Goodbye, everyone. Haunting You is a production of the Rocky Mountain Home Haunters, LLC. All audio clips and sound effects are used under a Creative Commons attribution or public domain license from Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com or the Sound Bible at soundbible.com. Please see our Facebook page for more information on all the clips used in this episode. Haunting University can be reached via Facebook at www.facebook.com slash haunting you with the letter U or on Twitter using the handle at haunting Univer one that's haunting U-N-I-V-E-R-1. Be sure to check out our new page on Podbean at www.hauntingu.podbean.com. <laughs>